it's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab some wine and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girls' night all wrapped up into one. sad sad messages for us being gone in two weeks <laughs> someone said it was like their their uh co-workers were out sick yeah their favorite co-workers were out sick because they'll listen to us either at work or on the way to work I don't remember uh-huh. I hope it's on the way to work but I actually totally understand that and feel that way because there's certain podcasts that come out on certain days that I subscribe to and there's some podcasts I listen to that come out daily and if they don't come out I'm like what do I listen to while I'm like brushing my teeth like (laughs) silence CC God wants you to sit in the silence which we said one year I have I did give up podcasts for for Lent really Yeah. yeah So I've never, um, never gotten into podcasts that much, but I am into the happy home birth podcast now. So you got to get on that. Yeah, I would love to. A lot of people have tagged me and them in comments and been like, she needs to be your next guest. And I'm like, I mean, just let me know when you want me on. Cause I would love to. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys aren't on the gram, um, I'm in Japan and Megan I had a baby. Yep. She's <laughs> my goddaughter. Um, <laughs> she's laughing well. And the first, I literally was texting Megan <laughs> and she was like, I don't know. I'm like, feeling fine but I'm just gonna take a bath or whatever and then I went to mass and then I got out of mass and the baby was born right yeah baby was born because I went to the easter vigil (laughs) that'll do it just give me a couple hours and I'll birth the baby from start to finish of an easter vigil (laughs) I (laughs) so weird there's just a photo of her and I'm like what and then she goes I, what did you say? I did it. If we free birthed. We, we literally free birthed. Free birthed and and I Avery like, Cotter. I, what do you mean free birth? So I started. She Googling. Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember she sent a screenshot of the free birth definition from Google. And she was like, well, now I know what that means. <laughs> yep. Yep. We did do that, but not intentionally. I mean, back when I was fighting for a home birth to happen, I was like, well, what if we just, you know, free birth? But like, this really, really was not intentional at all. Like, I did not think in the entirety of an Easter vigil mass, I would go from just taking a bath to birthing a child. So it really happened really quick. And we'll we'll go through it with you guys because it was wild. But yeah, we free birth. So that was your heck yes, just your whole birth. Honestly, yeah, that and then the recovery has been so much better than Carrie's. And we've just felt so much more supported by like everyone. And like, like our chiropractor sent us, sent us a meal. And one of the girls that works at the front desk at the chiropractor herself made a meal and our next door neighbor made a meal. And we're like, what the heck? It's like, no one wanted to visit you. In they just wanted, oh, that's 
That's true. Yeah. Uh, so we didn't really have any visitors in New Mexico. And then my family being close, like it worked out because my family has their spring break is on Easter because it's a Catholic school. So it's mm-hmm. that Easter break. And so we had her the Saturday before Easter. And then that whole following week, my family was like, let us come get Carrie. And they would come and take Carrie for the whole day and go to the zoo and stuff. And it was just so nice. So the birth and the postpartum is just like my heck yes for the year. We don't have to talk about a heck yes for me for the rest. (laughs) That's just sufficient continuously. Yeah, literally. Well, yeah, I guess my heck yes too is like for the whole year seeing Patrick. Literally. (laughs) Because the, the next time you'll see him will be at the end of the year, right? Ugh. Yeah. Do we maybe. even talk about that? <laughs> well, it's like, I don't like, even don't if know. I knew, even if I actually knew, I wouldn't even be able to talk about it. Mm. <laughs> but I actually don't know. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's just a heck guess that you can see him right now. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe there'll be a time if they come back and do maintenance or something. I don't know. But even then, I won't know until it's happening. And even if it's happening, I probably won't be able to say. So Yeah. (laughs) And you'll be in a different country. So it's like, will you have the time to go back and see him in that time that he's taking a break, quote unquote, you know what I mean? Right. Like I Ugh. would try to right. take a flight right. out. Yeah. When people stay more so in Japan on base and they dock somewhere, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the way it's cheaper to fly out of Japan into the Philippines or whatever it is. Oh, wow. Okay. You know? um, yeah. Versus like flying from, from. Atlanta <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Is that where you flew yeah. out of? Um, no, I flew out of Seattle. Um, that's where the military has their flights out of. Okay. Yeah. But when I fly commercial, you'll um, fly out of Atlanta. yeah, I'll fly out of Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll come so, wave to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. So yeah, that's my head guess. My head guess is Japan is, uh, I didn't have many expectations, but the few expectations I did have um, fortunately Japan is exceeding those expectations. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's fine. It's, we don't hate it. We just hate that it steals your husband for the foreseeable future. Yeah, that's exactly. But I don't hate it. I like being here. Um, there's a lot of things to do. I've met a lot of great people. So yeah. How about you? Heck no. Um, my heck no is that two days ago or a day ago, we thought it would be a good idea and a good time to turn Carrie's bed into a toddler bed. That was a terrible mistake. We I was we, gonna ask how that went, but I was gonna save that for the podcast. <laughs> we it reminded me of Mo. Like when we told people like we were doing it, looking back, I'm like, people totally had an opinion about the fact that we were turning it into a toddler bed while postpartum, while Avery's in finals week. Like, what are you thinking? But we just Whose went and did it anyways. Uh, Avery wanted to do it a while ago. And I said, no, 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 I'm not ready to deal with that right now. It was in my third trimester. And I was like, I'm not sacrificing sleep just to sacrifice sleep right now. Like yeah. I'm about to be doing that to nurse Jeannie in the middle of the night. And so we held off and then Avery asked again. And I was like, I mean, if you're down, because he's the one that gets up and gets her in the morning. 
And he was like, yeah, I think so. Terrible. It's something psychologically, like she didn't feel safe anymore in her bed or something because there weren't four walls to it, you know, because she literally, hey, Jeannie. But all you did was take down the one wall. Yeah, we took down one wall, but it was, it was like three walled. Yeah. 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 But she, she would could get in and out. She could get in and out on her own. And we thought she would love that because she's so independent and she like could play with her toys and whatever. But she literally, we would lay her down and she would run to the door and bang on it and like be crying and crying and crying. Like she hated it. And I was like, no. And then she was up multiple times, like in the morning. And then for her nap, her nap just didn't happen. And we were like, no, 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 no. (laughs) We put put the, the fourth wall back up and she loves her life again. And we're like, okay. So that's my heck no. And then the, just the waiting for sex and postpartum is just a heck no. (laughs) It's just a heck no. Like last time with Carrie, I didn't want sex right away. It was great because I just wasn't thinking about it. Um, And now this time my hormones are all normal and regular because they weren't played around with. And now I'm like, well, I feel supported. I feel great. I like don't have a huge belly anymore. Like let's go, except let's not because (laughs) I want to protect myself. (laughs) So that's a heck no. We're, well, what, just three it weeks is like postpartum. Not even not people even. that have had kids are probably laughing at you right now. Oh, I know. This, yeah. Um, I've been like so amazed by Megan's recovery. I've because... been amazed by my recovery. I'm kind of walking on eggshells because I'm waiting for like crap to hit the fan or something. Because I'm like, why is this so nice? <laughs> <laughs> <I don't understand. laughs> Yeah. And it's just been like such smooth sailing and everything. So yeah. Yeah. Avery and I both said the other day, we were like, this is going a lot better than we thought it would. Like going from one to two during Avery's finals, not having his 14 days of leave like he normally would. um, It's just all going so much better than we thought it would. And he said, I said, so was it worth it? Like paying out of pocket for the birth? Was it worth it? And he was like, oh, we're never going to a hospital again. sweet (laughs) everyone's moods are better everyone's just happier the whole thing was the way it should be and so it was like obviously we pay for that experience again like yes yeah Yeah, Yeah. 100% totally well I'm glad it I mean I am sorry she just lifted (laughs) Jeannie up and she looks like a red balloon hey that's not (laughs) nice hi Jeannie you going cross-eyed on me. She kind of, I know. The cross-eyed is my favorite thing about Newports. <laughs> but people ask me if that's normal. They're like, does she have, like, is she going to have eyesight issues? I'm like, no, all newborns are like trying to figure themselves out. Their eyes are going to go cross every now and then. It's normal. They never opened them. <laughs> I know. They've never seen the light. Okay. We're <laughs> figuring it out. So. Yeah, that's so funny. Well, yeah. we What's were just your... gonna do a wait, lot. Wait, wait, wait! Of... Oh. You didn't do your heck no. Oh, yeah. There's no heck... way you have a heck no, right? No, yeah. I mean, my heck no is boring. My heck no is that I'm leaving soon. So wait, when when this comes out, I... how many more days will you have in Japan? I don't really know. <sighs> um, yeah, that's irritating. So, but I know it's soon coming. Soon. So, mm. yeah, I know. Boo. It's just going to come hit you in the face and then you're just going to have to start rolling with the punches again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. but what will be nice, well, we can get to it, but yeah. So today we are just going to do a ton of updates because we've been, um, 
what is it? We haven't been TMI. We've been, we've been, um, what's the acronym? Oh my gosh. MIA. MIA. We've been MIA. (laughs) TMI. We've been TMI. There will be TMI, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) For two and a half weeks, whatever it has been. Um, And yeah, so we're just going to do some updates. If we get around to it, we'll do some voicemails. There were some really great ones. A lot of updates of girls calling in. Um, So yeah, super pumped. But I have like a whole list of things we could touch on about Japan. But first, I really want to talk just about the birth and Jeannie. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't know if you all had had read Megan's birth story and we kind of got Ooh. into it at the heck yes, but literally, I mean, you can tell them just the fact that no one was there. Yeah. So I sent Cece a selfie that made it into the blog. There's a whole blog post that goes into like detail, which this will probably be as detailed or more detailed than the blog post, but on our family website. And so the, I sent Cece this selfie <laughs> and was like I'm having stomach cramps but like I like I've had these before so I don't think it's that big of a deal and I'm just gonna sit outside with my heating pad and then it turned into I'm going to get a bath and then Avery no one was in the house for like the first three two probably two hours of me like going through labor so my whole thing the whole thing lasted like four hours so the first half of it I did just like solo without really noticing and where was, where was Avery? Really happening. So my doula was in town. She was the one. Uh, so she was, that was the day she had to go pick up her husband from the airport in Montgomery. So she had her two kids and one of our cars with her in Montgomery, about an hour away from us picking her husband up from the airport. And then Avery ran to Home Depot because we were doing yard work when I started getting cramps. And so I was just laying on the back, back patio chair um, with my heating pad and told them that like I tapped out from parenting but I would hang out with them and then I was like I'm really kind of having to like brace myself through these cramps like this is, this is kind of weird maybe I should go like try and just lay down and sleep and I couldn't lay down and sleep and so I went and got a bath and Avery said he was gonna go to Home Depot with Carrie and I said cool great I want to be like alone for a second and not feel yeah. like I have to be parenting or whatever so they left and for like an hour I'm in this bath listening to Christian hypnobirthing and which is an app by the way a lot of people have asked about it um and I start realizing that first of all no actually this is a funny funny detail that I have to add I had told Avery on his way back from Home Depot like if he could pick up Panera or like soup or something and he said yeah sure and I was like okay I'll go ahead and order it because I have the app on my phone yeah and I just said just tell me what you want and he was like uh just like the turkey sandwich and I was like, there's no turkey sandwich on the app. And I couldn't find it. And I was getting really frustrated. I was like, just tell me the specific name of the sandwich that you want. Like, this is getting ridiculous. It's called a turkey Bravo. Yes, <laughs> I think that's what it was. But I was like, I need to know if that's the one that you want for real, yeah. for real, because I'm about to send it on this. And if it's not the one that you want, then I don't want to deal with it later that you didn't get the one that you wanted. And I was getting way too, like, irrationally frustrated about this. And I was like, you know what? Never mind. Why don't you just grab Panera yourself? And then like five minutes later, I was like, you know what? I feel like I'm going to throw up. Don't even grab Panera. At this point, I should have known, like I, emotions are heightened. I should have known, but I still didn't know, or I hadn't accepted it. Cause in my head, Easter was the next day. We were going to hide eggs. My whole family was coming over. I still wanted to take family portraits of my doula for her and her family. Like I had a list of things I was going to do still. Um, and so I get in the bath and for like an hour, 
listening to Christian hypnobirthing. And then I realized that like every time a contraction comes, which at the time I thought was just cramp, um, I'm tracking them, but I would like get into a different position and kind of like rock through it. And then I was like, Meg, like this is, this is you're in labor. Yeah. You are in labor right now. Don't lie to yourself. And so I told my midwife and her assistant and they're like, okay, let us know if they get closer or, um, harder. And I was like, I'm so bad at like telling you whether or not this is tougher or like more painful. It's like Mm -hmm. when someone says like on a scale of one to 10, how painful is this? It's like, I don't know. Oh, it was Mm -hmm. six. Everyone says you already forgot how painful the last one was because right. you're in the next one. Right. And I didn't have a normal labor with Carrie. The only contractions I ever experienced with Carrie were the transition contractions at the very end of labor that were like really intense. And these were that intense yet. Yeah. And so I was like, I mean, they're tough, but I'm like texting people through them. My mom called at one point on the phone and I was talking to her through them. Um, and so I was like, I don't know. And so I was trying to like figure out if they were getting harder. They were getting a little closer together, but I was like, I don't know if they're getting any harder. And my midwife was like, imagine Matt or (laughs) Megan in this tub, just like so casual, but like no one's home. And she's just like partially birthing her child right now. And (laughs) she's worried about Panera. (laughs) Eventually I gave up on Panera. He was like, uh, so after like an hour and I told my midwife, like, okay, it's been an hour now. They haven't fizzed out. Cause I thought they were going to be prodromal contractions where they'll fizz out after an hour. And then like fake ones. Right. I mean, not Braxton Hicks. Cause Braxton Hicks aren't typically very painful. Prodromal labor is like actual contractions, but they just like, they're prepping your uterus and then they just stop. And then okay. you might have them again the next day, or you might go into labor the next day or later that night or something, but they just kind of stop and don't progress in anything. And that's what I was expecting to happen, but they kept going after an hour and then they did get closer together. And then I was like, yeah, I'm kind of like reacting to these differently. So I guess that means they're a little tougher. (laughs) And so my midwife was like, okay, we're coming, we're on our way. Um, And I was like, don't forget to bring like the the giant birthing tub thinking like I had time. And my midwife was like, I don't think you're gonna need it, but I'll bring it. And she already knew more than I did. But then Avery got home because I told him, I was like, hey, can you just like finish up at Home Depot and come home, forget Panera, like forget it, whatever. And he was like, I'm not even going to finish up at Home Depot. If you think you're in labor, I'm just going to come home right now. Like, I'm not going to fart around Home Depot if you're in labor. I could see Avery just like getting rid of time at Home Depot, just like trying to stay there as long as possible. Because he's like, you know, Megan wants me out of the house. I'm just going right. to take laps, honestly, right, around right. Home Depot. Just chase Carrie around Home Depot. Um, and so he got back around like six and was taking care of Carrie, feeding her, getting her dinner so that we could put her to bed. And at this point, I know what a man. And so then he, I got out of the bath and put a robe on and laid down on the bed for a little bit and was like going through contractions. I was like, these are terrible. And they were like coming, they were, I was not managing them well. And I was getting really mad at myself because I was like, I know how to do this. Like I, I mentally know that I just have to let my body go and let it happen. But I was getting really frustrated. Like tense? Like, yeah, well, I was getting, I was tensing up and every time it came, I was like bracing for it instead of just expecting it and like breathing through it and relaxing my whole body. I was just focusing on like getting through it and bracing myself, which made it really awful. And then- Uh Yeah. And so Avery was going 
to blow up the birthing tub that we had, which was a smaller version of the one my midwife was bringing um, after he put Carrie down. And I told, I was like, no, forget it. Just come behind me and do like back pressure or something. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay. And so then I went from laying on the bed to standing on the side of the bed, like over the bed, like my shoulders or not my shoulders, my elbows and forearms were like Forearm, on the bed. Yeah. yeah. Like and a plank, but standing. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. But standing up. <laughs> like I look like an upside down L on the bed <laughs> and my water broke. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was the coolest thing ever. I literally took a picture of it because I was like, yeah, that was it like was the movies. And well, it, yeah. was, it happened like it does in the movies. And I just didn't expect that. I didn't experience it with Carrie. They manually broke my water and it was so painful when they did that. And so I had no clue if I was going to like experience it or what it was going to be like. And I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. But I don't think I thought she was coming like any quicker because a lot of times your water will break and then it'll be like hours sometimes. Yeah. And my midwife had told me if she's breech, it's going to take longer. It could take longer for you to dilate and for her to come. So you might be in labor for a little while. So mentally I was prepping for like 10, 12 hours of labor. <laughs> my water breaks. <laughs> I know, it's right? so oh, laughable well. right now. I know. I know. My, my cousin, or not my cousin, my sister-in-law kept saying, you didn't go through labor. You arrived at labor. And then we're handed the baby. Like you didn't go through it. Um, and so after my water broke, like I told Avery, I wanted to go get in the shower for a little bit because I needed like warm yeah, water in my back. Or so I needed something different to like be pain relief. And yeah. we get in the bath and then I start bearing down and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Wait, and what's I bearing down? Pushing. Explain. I started like pushing, but like, I couldn't tell if I was doing it or if my body was just mm-hmm. naturally doing it. And I was like, I, I want to make sure I'm not doing this too soon. Like this feels way too soon. It's been like three and a half hours now. My water broke at seven. I'm in the shower right now. And I look back at Avery and I was like, I'm bearing down, but I, I, it feels so soon. And I, but I'm not in control. And he was like, okay, okay. That's like totally fine. And I was like, what is hat? Like, that's really quick. Okay. This um, is not fine. <laughs> I know. I was like, kind of starting to like freak out a little, but also I knew to just like, let my body do what it was doing and not like fight it or anything. Cause I really truly was not in control. Um, but I knew I wanted to get out of the tile and the wet slippery tile. <laughs> uh-huh. And so we went back to the side of the bed and we had, um, towels down on the floor and on the bed and literally seven o'clock water broke, got in the shower, came back to the side of the bed by seven ten or so. I was telling Avery, I feel something. I feel something. He was like, no, no. I like, I think that's just the sack. And I was like, no, no, I really do feel something. And right before that had happened, our midwife had texted us and said, I'm five minutes out or six minutes out. And I was like, okay, like surely we'll make it six yeah, minutes. Totally. Right. Like that seems like no brainer. <laughs> then like, right. As soon as she texted that, I'm like, no, babe, that's like the baby is coming out right now. Seven ten to seven twelve. I pushed like three times, like her butt came first, her legs fell out torso and then head and her hands were up next to her face, I believe. Um, And then she was there and no one was there. It was just Avery and I, and Avery was coaching me through too. Like he was like, okay, there's her butt and there's her legs and there's no cord wrapped around her legs or anything. So we're all good there. Cause we had talked about like the things to look out for that could be a risk. That could mean we have to go to the hospital. Um, and he was like, I don't know how you go to the hospital when the baby's halfway out of you. Yeah, me neither. But (laughs) if, well, if, labor was going slow and we're finally in the pushing stage and we're like having to help push baby out and the body's not just like 
expelling uh-huh. baby, <laughs> then, then yeah. And if the cord was in the way, then heart rate would probably drop down some and all these things. So I, I don't know what that would look like though. Me getting in the car with half a baby out of me. I don't know how that, I don't want to know. Down. I can't even imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> but so Avery, when you say push, it means the contractions are doing the yeah, pushing. Yeah, I it's literally not like was in not, the movies where no, they're no, like no, no, push. No, like, uh-uh. no. And I remember even in the hospital, like during contractions in the hospital and during contractions during this birth, I was like falling asleep in the middle of them, and the contraction would come and my body would do its thing, and then I would like literally fall asleep in the middle of it again. And then another contraction would come. And so like, as I was pushing her, it's called fetal ejection reflex, I think. And it's literally where your body takes over and does all the pushing and you just start like experiencing it. Like I was not like, oh, here comes a contraction. Let me push with it. Cause sometimes that happens. Uh That was not the case for me. My body was like on overdrive of like, no, this is happening right now. And I was just like, okay, that's fine. Wow. Um, And then Avery caught her obviously coached me and her out and then caught her and then was patting her on the back a little bit to like see if she was okay she'd cry or whatever but I was like she's perfect like even if she doesn't cry because not babies don't have to scream and cry after they're born um to be breathing and to be okay and so I was like she's good she's good we just 10 fingers 10 toes yeah we just did that she was breech and we just did that and she wasn't foot lean breech her feet didn't come first like she was exactly as we thought she was and Avery and I just birthed our kid in a matter of four hours in our home and no one is here so when the doula when the midwife came did you already text her like it already happened or you're like no she came she came right up like Avery and I had like maybe two or three minutes of just like laying there me with Jeannie on my chest and us looking at each other both of us were crying and both of us were like what the hell (laughs) (laughs) but I also just I kept telling her I was like thank you for trusting me like thank you for doing this with me and trusting me and because that was the coolest experience of my life and to think that the alternative would have been an intense surgery like mm-hmm. is mind-blowing and yeah, it was cool it, like, too just to recap not to cut you off yeah but to recap no. is like because Jeannie was breech they mm-hmm. don't do breech births in hospital they only do c-sections right and at that's least in Alabama anywhere. oh okay. as far as I've found that's pretty common anywhere but I can only confirm it in Alabama uh-huh. um so yeah, because she was breech, we were told it was a scheduled C-section and that's it. Um, so very grateful that we had the midwife that we did. He was like, no, I trust you and your body and I trust her being breech. And we even had an, one more ultrasound scheduled for Monday. She was born on Saturday. We had one more scheduled for Monday just to double check her breech positioning. Um, obviously wasn't necessary, didn't end up going to it, but she came in the room and was like, oh my gosh, you, you just did that. You just free, you just free birthed your kid. (laughs) And she's like, I knew you weren't going to need the tub. And I knew you were going to be a quick laborer. And I was like, how, like, how did you know that? And she was like, you had a fast one with Carrie. And I didn't think there was going to be a correlation between the two because one was heavily intervened in the hospital and one was not. Um, she was like, no, your, your body labors the same way no matter like in both of those situations. So I was like, wow. Okay. 
but yeah. And then my doula showed up like a minute or two after the midwife and was like crying when she walked in and was obviously a little bummed that she missed it. <laughs> the midwife and her assistant were also kind of bummed because you don't see breech births that often. And so her, her wow. assistant was like, You're I like wanted a museum. to see him. I know she was like, I wanted to see a breech birth. I wanted to assist a breech birth. Um, and I was like, I know, I'm sorry. And I knew the assistant wanted to. And so I was, I felt a little bad that like, we couldn't hold it off for like five more minutes just so she could, right. she could witness it. Um, but then it was so cool because they all came in and I just continued to lay there with Jeannie on my chest and she nursed instantly. And we literally, it's like, we all hung out in the room for an hour or two afterwards. And they like made sure my bleeding was fine. They made sure the placenta came out and everything. We were joking, we were hanging out, we were talking. It was like being with friends or family and no, and trusting them. Well, trusting them to take care of like you in this intimate moment while also knowing they're not threatened by their presence at all. Right. You know? And then like, I went and got a shower and was not in any pain whatsoever. I have not touched any painkillers, any pain spray, any cold ice packs for <laughs> down there, which I bought two huge boxes of because I lived off of those with Carrie's recovery. Yeah. I was like shaking those suckers and sticking uh-huh. them in my underwear all the time. I have not touched any of that. And it's been like, I, like I told you at the beginning, I'm walking on eggshells. Cause I'm like, is it possible to have this good of a recovery when she came out breach, when she came out in four hours, like, is, I mean, is with faith possible? in what God can gift you. Absolutely. And also, yeah, I mean, it is kind of just cool to see like you and Avery created Imogene and you and Avery brought Imogene into this world, like quite literally. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it like that, was that the moment running joke. Was just as could just be as intimate as mm-hmm. conception. Yep, which was the cool. I think that's why we were both crying, and I think that's like obviously we will never plan a free birth. I like the, um, the like almost like the safety net of having a midwife there who knows what's going on, who's a little more knowledgeable about this than we are. <laughs> like we will always have a midwife, but I'm so glad God did it and orchestrated it all the way that he did because it was really cool to see Avery gain trust in birth and gain trust in himself the way that he had to like literally he had to jump into that part of his like like literally it was like natural it was instinctive for him and I feel like men are so far removed from pregnancy let alone birth that it was really really cool to see him like that and I think it was really cool for him to witness me doing exactly what God designed my body to do in the safety of our home with absolutely no direction or guidance or anything. And it was just us two. And it was, it was literally as intimate as mm-hmm. her conception, even though we don't know when she was totally conceived. Um, <laughs> sure it was intimate. Sure it was fine. Great time. Um, but yeah, it was the definitely one of the most if not the most intimate moment of our marriage and I like that would not have happened in a surgery it just wouldn't have that same level I don't doubt God would have brought good from it you would have been clinging clinging on to Avery because he would be your only familiar yes yeah yeah absolutely but it wouldn't have been like this was like almost it was almost like a escalated version of like those team building activities and stuff that you <laughs> do <laughs> at 
summer camp, like this adds to your marriage in a way nothing else possibly could. Like there is no other like thing to put in place of this or to do that. Yeah, I don't even know. It was the wildest, coolest, most intimate thing that we've ever done together in our marriage. And I think this postpartum too, I think it plays in a postpartum for both of us is so much better because of it. Um, so yeah. And yeah. just like the attitude, like it, it doesn't even matter how your body, like, yeah, it matters how your body was quote unquote treated during the yeah. birth, but your attitude about it is what really changes the way you recover. Oh yeah. 100%. So. And I think, well, one, I know for a fact, my attitude would have been night and day different had I had to do a, a C-section. And I mean that in the sense of like, had we had to go in for a scheduled C-section, not for an emergency one. Cause mm-hmm. we knew that was in the game, in the like cards. Cause it's like, to. you feel like you didn't get a chance to try. I didn't even get a chance to try. And mm-hmm. I didn't, and not a single person in there respects or trusts my body to do what I'm trusting it to do. Like I'm just at the will of other people, even though I want to go a different route kind of thing. So I know for a fact, my mentality would have been different, but I also think like the way Avery has served and loved and supported me throughout this postpartum is entirely affected by the birth that we had with Jeannie. He like, feels bought in. Yeah, a hundred percent. And he like, he literally witnessed it intimately by himself. Like he was the OB, the midwife, the doula all in one. <laughs> like he was all of those in one. Um, and so he's like, yeah, I saw what your body went through. I would literally went through it with you in a very, very intimate way. And like, I'm going to support you however I need to during this time, mm-hmm. even during finals, even during, like, he does not have a break and he's just sure. been going a million miles an hour and taking care of every second and getting, making sure Jeannie and I get a nap every day and just, Yeah. I want that experience for every single person because it was life-changing <laughs> and that's why you're passionate about it it makes sense yeah so I have yeah. to ask like because the doctors literally had you have a schedule c-section <laughs> just based on insurance you kind of yep. had to go along with it yep. so what did you tell them <laughs> after? that was such a fun call <laughs> I literally I had a a C-section scheduled for Thursday of that coming week. And I had told them if I don't go into labor later. Yeah. And I told them if I don't go into labor naturally, I'm not going to come in for that C-section. I want to go into labor naturally and then come in for the C-section because it's been statistically proven that if a baby goes into any sort of labor naturally, it is um, good for the baby, essentially, Mm -hmm. even if it ends in the C-section. And so I called them on Monday, I believe, and was like, hey, I just want to like go ahead and cancel my appointment on Tuesday that I was supposed to have and my C-section on Thursday. And they're like, okay. And they went ahead and canceled it and whatever. Then I got a phone call back from the doctor's office, like the specific doctor that was going to do the C-section. Um, I got a specific Because you didn't mention call. anything. You're like, uh-uh. oh, no. I was just like, yeah. I want to cancel it. And so his office called back and was like, so did you like want to reschedule it or, or we have to like reschedule you. Right. And I was like, no, I actually ended up having the baby. So there's no need for a C-section now. And they were like, oh, uh, oh, okay. Congrats. Oh, all right. Well, let us know if you need anything. And then like, that was it. And I was like, 
oh, cool. <laughs> I was expecting them to like press and press and press uh-huh. and ask questions, but literally that's Didn't never you want been the them case. to a little bit. Like, I kind of, I think I yeah. kind of wanted them to, I kind of wanted them to be like, wait, what do you, who'd you, where'd you have the baby? Because we never saw you come into the hospital. <laughs> um, but they don't pay that much attention to their clients. So yeah, they're not that invested. So no, no, they did not care. Um, but it is cool at the chiropractic, uh, at our Cairo, we are known as the breech baby and the breech mama and the Cairo that sees us tells our story to everyone. And is like, you have moms that want to know who your midwife was because they want the option to, to birth their baby breech, if that's the case and like all this stuff. So that's really cool. Um, but I have to make sure I don't get like too arrogant about the whole thing because like (laughs) only God could orchestrate that. Like there is no way I had a say in a four hour labor in a healthy breech birth in such an intimate experience with my husband. Like only God could, you can't replicate it either. You can't. Yeah. And, and every birth story is the same. I guarantee you, I'll never have another one like that. And it won't be your expectation for the next baby. No, exactly. But it's hard to not get a little bit like told you so (laughs) to all the people that were constantly bashing on it and hating on it and like condescending about it and everything yeah but it the proof is in the healthy kids so (laughs) in the pudding folks (laughs) exactly so tell us about japan and well before i know yeah that's true before we jump to japan bespoke Mm. catholic Yes. They sent, um, us rosaries to my house because you don't have a house number yet. Oh (laughs) yeah. Yeah, So I have a really cute rosary for you from them, Um, but they're awesome. They're a small Catholic family business. They're the cutest little family ever. And they hand make all of their rosaries. Um, they started bespoke Catholic with the intention of cultivating Catholic culture and honoring Mary, our mother. Um, and they do what they call rescue rosaries where they purchase refurbish and repair and resell rosaries that they find so at like cute. antique stores or wherever um, and they also will fix your rosary if that's needed for free you just have to cover the cost of shipping um but for each rosary purchase they donate rosaries to missionaries around the world they're doing like all the things well <laughs> they're, t- they're yeah. ticking all the boxes so they have Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can find them at bespokecatholic.com. Um, all the links will be in our show notes. Oh, and we have 10% also, off. We have um, 10% yeah. off for you guys. Heck 10. All caps, one zero. Heck 10. 10% off. I also love like when I buy gifts and stuff, I love there to be a story or something yes. behind it. Like Same. there's a store um, by my by my house back in Kentucky and it sells Polish pottery. I love and, Polish pottery. Oh my god! Yeah. And like, it's so beautiful and it has like a story behind it. Like, yeah, I like walked to the store and like, they got it from Poland and I like picked these two mugs out for you because like this, and like, it's just like yeah. so much more thoughtful. And it's the same thing with something mm-hmm. like a rosary. Like this was actually a rosary that was refurbished or like, you know, because I bought this rosary, they gave whatever they give this rosary to this missionary, like that kind of stuff. It makes it so personal. Um, and it matters. So yeah, you can use code heck 10 for 10% (laughs) (laughs) bespoke Catholic. And you can, uh, is bespoke Catholic.com, but you can find all the links and everything in our show notes. Um, Yeah, buddy. 
Yeah. So Japan, I think they call it Nippon. Uh, is like how you would say it in Japanese. Like, oh, they, I was like, yeah. who's they? Who they? Like, is they calling would not Nippon. call their country Japan. Oh, oh, okay. I'm pretty sure it's well. Nippon. That that actually makes sense. It's like Germans; they don't call it Germany; they call it Deutschland. And it's like, well, that's oh, totally really? different. Yeah, Witchland, like a witch. Deutsch, no, Deutsch, Deutschland. Oh, D e u t s c h land. That's funny. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You don't realize these things um, no. that their name of the country is only in our language. Um, hey, of course. <laughs> so yeah, it's been so interesting. So we live on base. So it's like a bubble of American mm-hmm. culture inside of a Japanese town. And right. Iwakuni is the Japanese town. And what someone described it to me as like, it's like hillbillies of Japan. So it's like very rural, like farming, like kind of rundown, kind of not. You can't really tell because first of all, I'm not used to Japanese architecture. So I don't know what is nice and what is not nice. Everything just kind of looks different similar like everything okay. just looks different like they have different shingles and like you know right. different colors of homes and different styles like right no one has a yard so I don't know like what right. is considered good and not good um but yeah so it's not like I live in like a city or whatever right you can go off of base and get to like a train station and the train will like take you 45 minutes into Hiroshima, which is the nearest city. Okay. Um, That's the one you just made a recent reel about. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So like there's things like that, like the transportation's really great, really nice. Like Japanese people are so willing to help. I was literally yesterday at this like Japanese dollar store, but like everything's like probably like like one to three dollars in American dollars okay Uh, but it's like legit quality like really good quality and I like did not know how to use the self-checkout and so I would just like tap on people and they would like help me and it was so nice and (laughs) yeah because nothing's in English you know so you're just like tapping random buttons on the screen and let alone nothing's in English but it's also not in like the alphabet yeah, no. <laughs> so not. you're really screwed. It's not like German where it's right. like legit we kind of piece it together. You're like, okay, like I, I can't be what like, what does this word mean? Because I can't right. even pronounce the word because I have no idea the letter. Right. Or whatever right. it is, you know? Right, good. So yeah, <laughs> you just have to point and yeah, that's it. Do and people speak? Confused. Do people just look confused or just be blonde and just the, they just know. <laughs> That's true. They know I'm not from there. <laughs> yeah. um, Do they speak English pretty well over there? I don't, you know what I mean? Some people can say like, like they know what thank you means or, okay. um, I mean, honestly, not a ton. Really? really not. Okay. Yeah. Really not. I mean, some of like the teenagers and stuff. Right. And like twenties, they've learned in school and things, okay. but most of, I really don't see any teens or like teens, like working at public places or anything. Okay. It's mostly honestly, like 40 and up that work at right. public places okay. and like, they don't really speak English. Um, 
so yeah, it's just totally different, totally different mm-hmm. living on a base. As you know, I've never lived on a military base. Right. Um, it's like the weirdest concept ever that you live <laughs> next to your husband's like coworkers. Yeah. Super yeah. Weird. <laughs> um, not normal. <laughs> we were talking Although, about it and we were like, there's no other job where that's a thing or where it's like, Hey, we're going to have a barbecue every weekend with my husband's coworkers. Like, it's just so it's a different world. <laughs> yeah. Like we all live together uh-huh. next to each other and we hang out with each other and go to the same work grocery together. store yep. and yep. Yep. Same grocery store. We like everything. You can't it, get away. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, so no, it's different. just, it's its own breed. Also because like Americans are so individualistic. So to, to go from that yeah. to this is just completely different. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like a few things that I noticed was like, um, it's so funny because when Patrick is flying, uh, like he'll let me know when he's taking off or whatever, yeah. but I know when he's landing. Cause I can hear him land. Nice. Like you can hear the jets flying above <laughs> you. And then like five minutes later, I get a text landed and I'm like, I know, I know <laughs> like, I heard it. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of fun. It's like, I like, yeah, your husband can come home from lunch because he works a three minute drive away. Yeah. This is true. I was going to say, it's kind of like recognizing their car pulling in the driveway. You just hear his jet and you're like, okay, yep. He's landed. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. And you're like, okay, so he'll be here in like an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of cool. Um, and like, for instance, he just texted me saying like he left his lunch and I was like, oh yeah, drop a pin. I'll like come walk it to you. Like, cause you can. Yeah. yeah. He said, I can't because I can't get up to the room that he's in or whatever. And oh. he has to stay in that room. But I'm like, well, I could leave it outside. Right. I could leave it like anywhere closer to you than the house. <laughs> right. Or you could send someone. To, right. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so yeah, things like that, that are really cool to live on base. Like you walk to the medical and yeah. you walk to like the grocery store. And like, also it's super weird is like, if the grocery store don't have it, you're not going to find it. <laughs> yep. That's true. It's also, I, every time someone would ask me like what on base was like, I was, I always explain it. Like it's its own little village inside of a town, like uh-huh. wherever, like wherever it's just a fenced in special village where all the buildings are built with the same materials. So it's kind of hard to determine what building is what, Yeah, literally. but they all have signs on them. So <laughs> you'll figure it out eventually, uh-huh. but it's so weird. It's like this own little town. Yeah. It's Thankfully so this weird. base is pretty new and it's honestly beautiful. Oh, um, that's good. Yeah. Like, like never trees. hear people say that about bases. Yeah. It's like really, it's really nice looking. Um, oh. And they like take care of the property really, really well. Um, like there's actually grass and stuff like that. Um, like the, the, the high school here has like turf field. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. Uh Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like a high school, a middle school and elementary school. Um, there's a movie theater, which totally got shut down yesterday because there was a wives deployment meeting. So they use the movie theater for like, it's like everything is, connected. Uh you know, it's not like an independent Mm -hmm. company for a movie theater. It's like, 
no the base yeah. runs the movie theater yeah and just things like that that are like totally so different different yeah like you buy the tickets to the movie theater at the grocery store and like, <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of mr rogers neighborhood kind of yeah it's just its own town and it has its own rules and its own way of functioning that's not like anything else right right <laughs> Megan's husband is a marine we're navy but we're on a marine base um I don't know how that I don't really know we don't know that, but we don't know they call it the MCX, MCX. what is it M- MSCX yeah. yeah MSCX is like the department store I guess you would basically call it. like your so target right that's what you're talking yes. like yeah like has clothes but like random you probably won't buy any <laughs> but then, like they have like a random line of like American Eagle clothes and yeah. then like yeah they have like bath and body work stuff which is super mm-hmm. random and, and then like two face makeup and then it's yeah. like Ray-Bans but then like what is happening I don't know But then they might never have umbrellas, even though you think, why would you have two faced and not umbrellas? Like, what? So, yeah, it's super random. Um, But yeah, so that's, it's just different. I'm getting used to it. Um, So, oh, people were asking about masks. Like, there is always a chapel on base. Mm -hmm. Typically, every military base has a chapel and it's used for all the other religions. So, like, when it's time for Catholic mass, they like, a lot of times they have like the stage quote unquote altar and they yeah. remove walls and it becomes a Catholic chapel. Right. So there's like <laughs> statues behind the walls and they remove walls and yeah. it's like, has a crucifix and a tabernacle. Yeah. And it's so, so cool because the, there's not really a Catholic chaplain. They use like a local priest and so he doesn't really speak English but he can like say the mass um and if he does a homily on Sundays he will like print out his homily because he like will read English but he doesn't speak English okay you know so like he's reading the gospel but he doesn't actually speak English um but like he'll still do confession and everything wow um but he's like super traditional like this church on base which is like literally 500 feet from me does daily mass they have two masses on sunday he does mass at orientum meaning facing the crucifix you never see that on base he wears um he doesn't wear like the regular robe he wears like the fancy i think it's called a chasuble Mm -hmm. um or fiddleback sorry he wears it's called a fiddleback um it's like the fancy one that just like goes over your head and goes like front to back yeah 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 um that's so cool I don't think like Novus Ordo Mass has like come to Japan yet because (laughs) like no really like I just like I actually don't think he like I don't think like it's such a cultural American thing to be honest um yeah so like (laughs) to be honest he would probably do the mass a lot it would be a lot easier for him just to do the consecration in Latin because yeah. he knows yeah. the mass in Latin because it you'd think it's just the universal language we should just do it anyway you yeah. know because it's yeah. like just yeah. do it Latin um because we both understand that then but um yeah it's like really cool the mass is great like half the women veil it's super randomly like awesome yeah um, like a hidden gem of yeah. a base you never see that there's like 30 people 
but still it's like we're, <laughs> 30 it's committed like, Catholics that go and like five people at daily mass but still it's really cool that's um, cool that he still offers that though for that yeah. limited number because a lot of times they'll just be like well it's not worth it yeah and they won't do it so that's and really this awesome closet where he does confession but also you can have it like I guess you can ask him to like open it up for adoration and you just like sit in this closet okay yeah and it's like you sit in the closet with Jesus and like (laughs) I don't know how exactly it works but I've heard that this is a thing okay so yeah Uh uh-huh um to describe our house here it is a townhome so we're on the corner and there's like four three other houses attached but we have like a really big backyard it's two stories, it's two and a half bath, three bedroom, um, like wood floors, like carpet, massive kitchen. Like it is a very big home. We will never have enough furniture to furnish this place in Japan. Um, and something we do, so I'm just like trying to describe like the lifestyle here. So it's like, we don't get our furniture, like everything we had shipped over clothes, pots and pans, like furniture, like everything doesn't arrive till September. Oh my um, gosh. So yeah. So like either you rebuy everything you have or you use loaner, like military loans, you pots and yeah. pans and some furniture. So they delivered the loaner furniture and it's a table, two chairs, um, this like this black leather couch which feels like a mcdonald's like booth you know no 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 no. (laughs) and it looks like one too (laughs) and a coffee table and then clorox it like it didn't help i'm sure everything's really clean but it's why does it feel like a mcdonald's booth because it's so hard and stiff like that like oh oh i was thinking like sticky greasy gross no 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 no. i was like like, everything like (laughs) everything in Japan is so spanking clean but then they also gave us a queen size bed frame like just like the bottom frame box spring and a mattress okay. and a side table and a dresser so nice. that's what our whole house is. <laughs> and we then five pieces yeah, of furniture <laughs> five pieces of furniture in five rooms um nice. so <laughs> we're going for the minimal look here the minimalistic cc minimalistic in Japan that's not a thing Ever, anywhere. (laughs) I know. But we have like brand new washer and dryers, like really great dishwasher and fridge. And like our laundry room, what's really interesting is like these townhomes, I guess, grow mold like crazy. And so you have to leave the fans on in every room and get, I keep calling them defibrillators, but it's a dehumidifier. Um, (laughs) Isn't that what you use if someone's having a heart attack? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. But I, I, I couldn't say the word, but it's dehydrator, de- dehumidifier, dehumidifier. There we yeah. go. The dehydrator is what they were using last episode for the placenta capsules. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> many words. So like you have to, I don't know, you have to like open windows in the morning to like get some air, okay. but then keep the fan on, but then leave like all your doors open. Like if there's a closet, that door better be open because otherwise it's going to start growing mold. And it's like super huh. weird and like, okay, yeah, maybe we'll, just fix the way you build the house. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But that makes me I'm like, well, when we get our furniture, there's definitely going to be mold on it because it will be yep. sitting 
some storage unit in the heat yep. um, and no temperature controlled. So we're going to have to pick Ooh. mold off of our brand new couches, but it's okay. Love that. Um, <laughs> the washer though, the, the, you have a sliding door explain. Oh yes. So our, into our washing, like our laundry. our laundry room, which is like really big. They put like sealed glass sliding doors and it's almost like you're walking into like a freezer room at the grocery store, like where the milk <laughs> and eggs are True. and it slides open. And, um, it's because they never put like AC in the laundry room because when you have the laundry, it just like gets humid in there anyway. And so they keep this like sealed door so that that temperature doesn't get to the rest of the house. That's another level of keeping it from molding. Yeah. It's like super random. I was wondering Um, why I was like clear glass doors from the kitchen to the laundry room. Interesting. uh When Catherine Interesting was trying choice. to describe it to me, I was like, but why? Um, <laughs> but now I know. And then, um, oh, so when we were in Hiroshima, uh, the fashion, oh my gosh, every girl literally dresses in skirts and dresses, super modest, super Aww. cute, the best shoes, the best purses, the cutest hats. Everyone is dressed to the nines and literally just walking around, like not, not even like, there's not like an event. That's just how they dress. I love that. Yeah. Like Japanese people take so much pride in like how they present themselves, even how they present their food. Like you can't take home food. They don't give take home food because they're like, no, like you could make us look bad because how you present it at your home is not how we presented it to you at the restaurant. Oh my gosh. We love that though. Yeah. So like I, that would take, screw me over postpartum, but I know. love it. <laughs> yeah. But they take so much pride in just how they present stuff. And they also are really, really invested in their community. So like, there's no trash. No one would ever litter. Like they take such great care of everything around them. I love that. Um, there's also no trash cans ever. So I'm like, I think people just, everyone carries around like a backpack or a bag and they literally just keep their trash with them all day. Um, I don't know that it doesn't make sense that there's no trash, but also no trash cans, but it's like, you'd think the opposite. There's no trash. Cans, yeah. So right. Trash, you know? It's not people. There's no trash ever. And, um, it's a lost art for us. Americans I know. Here. I'm like, wow, we should really, there's so many things that the Japanese people have right. Um, yeah. besides the masks that they don't have. Right. Um, <laughs> Japanese people, Japan also loves rules and they stick to the rules besides okay. driving. There's absolutely no rules. Okay. That's, besides that's a weird to, one to have no rules on. <laughs> right. Besides having to stop for like 10 seconds before a railroad, that's a rule. So yeah, I don't know. Just super random. The, cool, but cool, it's cool. cool. It's a really cool culture. And um, also one thing I was going to say, the fashion, a lot of women, no one would ever wear, like no one wears sunglasses. I've never seen really anyone here wear sunglasses and they wear like hats or they carry umbrellas and they use an umbrella in the sun and oh have gosh. gloves. They literally have gloves on their hands, like petite, like white gloves and hold an umbrella. So they'll be like eating on a park bench with gloves, holding an umbrella. Again, I don't have enough hands for that. That's impressive. And they're like, super. that sounds adorable though. It's so adorable. And instead of there being like dryers in, which I don't understand why there really are, 
our guests, because of COVID, there's no dryers or anything to dry your hands in restrooms, but there's racks to hold your umbrella. I think <laughs> they've thought of everything except for the towels to dry. We have thought of everything. You go into a restroom and there's a ton of buttons and you can play music because they want privacy when you use the toilet. That's hilarious. You can click a button and you can determine the volume of the music. It just plays it out loud? Yes. That's so funny. Because they value their privacy. Are they are they all bidets? No. There's okay. I've never, there's one, like I was at a local restaurant for lunch yesterday, and it's like lower, it's like a toilet that's like on the ground. So you like squat, but it's still a toilet and it has like okay. beautiful like tile around it. And like I don't really know. But um, otherwise, like what I've seen in public restrooms is just like a regular toilet, but like high okay. class. High yeah. class has a music button option. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, oh, and another thing that I thought was really cute is this like Japanese woman sat Patrick and I in the, um, I almost said airport, but in the train station, she's like, you look like Cameron Diaz. <laughs> and then what she did, and I didn't notice that a lot of women do this. They don't do it because they're wearing a mask, but a lot of women, when they laugh, they cover their mouth, like with their hands. And it's not because of COVID. It's like a he, he, he kind of thing. Like, oh my gosh. Like, you know, in like anime yeah. or like things like that, they cover their mouth like cartoon characters. That's like, hilarious. They actually do that. Wait, totally, that's cute. Yeah, it's really cute. <laughs> like they giggle and like yeah. they cover their mouth. And like, imagine if you had like, put your fingertips over each other in like an L form. Like that's what they do over their mouth. Um, that's funny. Yeah. It's like super cute and great culture. Everyone's super nice. Huh. Um, but yeah, I kind of wanted to give the full picture there. Yeah. I'm glad you did. That's like, I've, I personally have no, I would like to go to Japan on vacation. I don't want to mm-hmm. be in Japan on the Marine base. <laughs> no. <laughs> No shade. <laughs> just, it's not what we're Welcome. <laughs> we, we're still pending whether or not we'll be in the military. Um, but <laughs> it's cool hearing all those like nuances to their culture. I love stuff like that. Yeah, it's like so. It's just yeah, it's been fun. We're gonna go. You to like Tokyo. took you took the dangers and heckers on a little trip through Japan. <laughs> Yeah, like I hope I like gave you kind of what yeah. I've culture and yeah, um, yeah. We're going to Tokyo. We're gonna take like it's called the Shin, which is like a super fast train um, into Tokyo, which is like five hour train ride, and then we're gonna fly back. But we're gonna leave Friday night um, and then fly back Sunday. So like a little mm-hmm. weekend trip. We're trying to Aww. decide where we day but I'm like let's use your Amex points for like a spa <laughs> a Japanese day spa yeah so oh my we'll gosh we'll see I don't know um but yeah that's I'm excited I'm excited for the post or reel that will follow that trip <laughs> I know and if one doesn't then I am expecting about 10 photos in yep. my text uh-huh. messages and I'm sorry you guys don't get to also enjoy them <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but yeah, it's been really awesome. So thanks for letting me share that with you. Yeah. Now, if I was doing this alone, probably wouldn't be that awesome. But because I'm right. with Patrick, it's pretty awesome. You're doing it with your best friend. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, well, that about wraps it up for today. Yeah, just a little brief update on <laughs> massive things in our lives. 
but we'll be back next week with voicemails um and megan and i will have to brainstorm but we're gonna start having some um more like topic topical Mm -hmm. episodes and have you guys call in about them like when we used Mm -hmm. to be like calling about like where you thought babies came from stuff like that so yes we're gonna have to do some because those are so fun fun. but yeah give us a call 312-775-2615 voicemails I always love listening to them I have a few on the docket for the next episode um but yeah your heck yes your heck no your what in the dang heck moment shoot that's what my what in the dang heck moment was birthing a child with my husband <laughs> that is actually what no, in the what heck. in the dang heck just happened <laughs> yeah. we want to hear them guys someone try and trump that let's go trump that yeah <laughs> Well, we love you. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. Make sure you call our hotline, subscribe, leave a rate and review, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.